0: Welcome to Adtention, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. My name is Ray Shillens. Conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms where we explore current trends and topics. AAF District 10 promotes professional development and networking, recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources helps develop future industry leaders, and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising. And you can find out more about District 10 at AAF10.org, that's AAF, the number 10.org. Memphis, Tennessee is known for a whole bunch of cool stuff, the St. Jude Hospital, great barbecue, amazing music heritage from Elvis to Stax Records, and a Memphis hometown hero by the name of Steve Pachico. Steve is also our president and CEO of the American Advertising Federation. You know, Steve is a regular ad guy who happens to be in love with our industry. I would call Steve a glass half full kind of a guy. And What a perfect person to have at the helm of the American Advertising Federation, especially at this time. We took a few moments to chat with Steve, uh, looking at what's going on right now and what's ahead. And I think you're really going to enjoy the positive and realistic look at COVID-19 as it relates to the advertising industry. There's some great conversation here, and it starts right now. Steve Pacheco is president and chief executive officer of the American Advertising Federation. Not only that, but the first AAF president and CEO to have held leadership roles at every level of the organization, including probably making coffee in the beginning at the collegiate level. President of the Memphis Advertising Federation, chairman of the AAF National Board of Directors in 2011 and 2013. Steve received the AAF Barton A. Cummings Gold Medal Award and was named the Advertising Club of New York's Advertising Person of the Year. Well, Steve, I guess you've bought into this organization we call the American Advertising Federation. Thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you, Ray. I'm happy to be here. And uh, yes, my history with AAF goes way back to uh, to my college days. And I look upon it fondly and, and a great foundational piece to uh, my life and times in advertising
0: you know I think uh, the most important connection probably was for your collegiate days uh, I, and I think that's what the uh, the foundation of this organization is is folks like you who started at the uh, you know at ground at the ground and uh, worked their way up and got into the organization wouldn't you say that's such an important aspect of growth for American advertising Federation
1: I, w- I would and I, I think fundamentally the the development of the next generation of advertising leaders is is squarely on the shoulders of the AAF, and they've got such a, a rich tradition and proud history of doing just that. Um, it, it's the connectivity and the and the network of our clubs all across North America. No matter where you are or where you're going to school, you can tap into a local chapter or a local college chapter, and and get the same access to advertising professionals and leaders uh, and living legends. And and learn from them, and and be mentored by them, and be exposed to all of the great knowledge that's that's rumbling around in their heads. So, for me, a kid in Memphis uh, trying to get you know on the big scene, uh, that became the best pathway to to tap into that. We'd we'd have the national speakers come through Memphis, and and I would always attend those luncheons and and uh, get a chance to to network with you know the big names of advertising that that you'd read about in in the trade magazines and all that. It, it just gives you that instant access and credibility by being a member of AAF to be able to tap into all those uh, smart people who, who uh, have certainly carved a way for themselves in in the tough, tough business of advertising.
0: You know, Memphis is such an incredible city, so rich in music uh, history. Uh, obviously, with the, with the Elvises and the Stacks and the Suns and and uh, really incredible music. You've got the uh, the Danny Thomas uh, uh, Hospital there as well. And um, what folks may not know is that every package that is shipped to, Fed, uh, to <laughs> from FedEx comes to Memphis before it goes anywhere else, which I think is the most incredible thing as well. So Memphis is a great uh, city. And, and you know, American Advertising Federation offices are in Washington, D.C. Uh, but during this COVID-19 uh, virus, you are hanging out in Memphis at your home and uh, staying safe as well. Uh, seeing a version here on the picture, we'll not share it with you, but Steve has grown a beard. Uh, I like that. It's a good thing you might take that post-COVID-19 uh, post, uh, back to uh, Washington with you. Listen, a lot of things have changed for us. You know, we had an invention on the District 10 level uh, postponed, uh, and I'm not going to say canceled because I'm just saying postponed at this particular point in time, uh, and it will happen. It'll just happen at a different date and time. Uh, but from uh, one of the most latest developments uh, from American Advertising Federation National is Ad uh, America. Uh, talk about that. And those things have uh, changed as well.
1: Yeah, uh, every year in June, we typically do our national conference um, and we hold it in different locations. We we try to be fair and go across the country so that everybody gets an equal shot at, at being able to attend and, and making it either uh, drivable or, or close enough to the mainstream members of the AAF network. So this, this year it was set to be held, uh, in beautiful Palm Springs, California, June 6th through the 9th. Um, that was our goal. That was our plan. We were ready to stand all that up. And, uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, we got word from the property, uh, that they were having to, uh, scale back operations that they were not going to be able to run the, uh, the property to the full scale. Uh, and they were going to make that call all the way through the middle of June, which certainly uh, takes us out of the consideration for being able to host our conference there. So uh, fundamentally, it became physically impossible for us to hold a physical conference um, on the property in Palm Springs. Didn't give us a lot of time to pivot and figure out a new location. So we had to make the, uh, the tough decision to uh, scale back the physical conference, uh, do away with it entirely, and stand up a new virtual national conference for AAF. So uh, we're calling it Admerica Adjusted with the little rubber stamp on it. We've had to adjust all of our plans. Uh, and you may see communication and information coming out with, with Admerica Adjusted on it. So that's that's our new moniker, and uh, the staff is very, very busy right now figuring out exactly what sessions and what parts of Ad America we can handle virtually and, and do in Zoom rooms and, and uh, through through the web-based uh, opportunities that we have. So you'll be hearing a lot more about it. It just went down yesterday, and we're moving fast and furiously to try to, try to figure out all those hundreds of details, but we'll get word out to our members, including DTN, here very soon.
0: You know, folks like getting together, Steve, and, uh, turning into a virtual world as we've had to do, uh, with, with many, many things, a lot of organizations and events and businesses and such, that's a tough, uh, that's a tough adjustment for folks to, uh, to swallow, isn't
1: it? Very much so. And, and, you know, if you look at the, the mega districts like, like D10, which, you know, covers Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Texas, that's, that's a big group of clubs and, and, um. The AAF National Convention, I, I don't think it, it's cheesy at all to say it's almost like a family reunion. A lot of these folks get together. You know, that's a guaranteed one time a year that they're going to see each other. We build in a lot of time for socialization and, and fellowship and the opportunity for people to be together. And, and I think that's a powerful part of why people make the trek every year to go to our national convention. And, and it's it's tough to have to miss out on that. Um you know, virtually it's good, but it, it doesn't replace the, the humanity and the face-to-face contact that we all thrive on. So we, we hate that we're going to have to move away from that. Uh, it's just a hiccup in the system, and, and we'll be back uh, in 2021, I promise, and, and do it even better, we hope. But, but for 2020, uh, which is looking more and more like a, a really, really odd year, we'll have to uh, power through and do it the best we can. Wow.
0: And how, as it relates to D10, we know what we're doing within the district and the local clubs and such like that for adjustments of, uh, of, uh, events, meetings, uh, everything here, basically the student competition went uh, virtual as well, but nationally, how has AAF responded to, uh, to all of these changes? What are you guys doing nationally from DC?
1: Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're scrambling just like everyone else. And the, AAF national staff, you know, they're housed, we have folks that live in Maryland, folks that live in Virginia, folks that live in DC proper. Uh, so we're, we're uh, checking in with each other almost hourly, uh, keeping the flow of communication open. Uh, the Ad America conference actually involves each and every area of AAF. Uh, our government affairs has a role in it. Our club services group has a role in it. Certainly our education and diversity and inclusion Teams have a, a big role in it. So they've all been uh, gathering and, and connecting fast and furiously to uh, make the best of all of this and to scramble to stand up new, new opportunities to do things online. Uh, NSAC, our National Student Ad Competition, is the first example of that. When the colleges and university campuses passed uh, mandates that you couldn't have groups of more than 10 meeting on campus, and then eventually that went down to even smaller groups, Um, the faculty advisors and the students had to learn to work as part of a group uh, virtually, you know, in Zoom rooms and over Skype and over FaceTime and everything else and put together their campaigns for this year's sponsor, which is Adobe. Um, Adobe corporate had travel restrictions in place so their people couldn't come out to the regions and judge the, the, the work that the students had done. They had to do that all virtually. Uh, and the scrambling there actually presented some new opportunities. I'm proud to say we had over 102, we had exactly 102, over 100 colleges and universities compete this year in NSAC, which is a good number for us. And when you consider that they didn't get a chance to to finalize their campaigns in person, I think that's a really, really great number.
0: When you, uh, Steve, when you took over this job, um, you could have never expected this, <laughs> How does it feel? How does it feel to be at the helm right now?
1: Well, it's, you know, I thrive on chaos <laughs> in most cases I think. And, um, you know, it's the old mentality of adapt or die is still very true in business and in, in your personal life. And, and um, you know, it's, I, I've lived through a few professional uh, career challenges. I, I reflect back on September 11th and, and uh, all that and uh that that taught us a lot about just resiliency and contingency planning and having backup plans and and so i've always been wired that way to me this is you know a bump in the road that will power through and 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 come out better on the other side of it i I don't mean in any way to um, diminish the seriousness and the power of this because it's, it's a very very serious situation but you know we'll we'll get through it, and we will be resilient, and we will power through, and, and be better at the other end of it. We've got a great team of dedicated staffers at the AAF, and as a as a purpose driven, mission focused organization, you know our people don't waver. Uh, the volunteers that help prop up and support AAF are there for us every day. They've actually been coming to the AAF um, in in greater numbers because they want that sense of community, and they want to feel like they belong to something. Bigger than just their own community, so we we've had lots of great chats and calls with with our members across North America, and and they want to check on us and know how we're doing, and and likewise, we uh, we want to make sure they're doing well too. So we're just conducting a lot more over the phone and over the web than we do face to face and handshakes now.
0: There's also some great resources online at aaf.org. Uh, there's a, a COVID nineteen. Uh, um, uh, article, uh, where you can link onto that advertising hall of fame. The new date is October t- uh, 5th of uh, 2020 biggest night in advertising. And, uh, a lot of things, uh, the apex, uh, the multicultural speakers Bureau, uh, uh looking for, uh, for speakers for that as well. So life goes on, uh, from a national level um, you also have the AAF university, which I think is a phenomenal part of, uh, the structure, but let's go back to Memphis. Now, how are things, uh, how are things in Memphis, uh, personally for you? How's your family? Uh, how are you guys coping with, uh, with, uh, the quarantine type thing?
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for asking Ray. And, and, um, Memphis is a great place to be, you know, it's, it's only a three hour flight to almost anywhere in the lower 48. That's, that's a, a benefit of being in Memphis. It's, it's almost the uh, geographical center of the, of the country. So you can get anywhere pretty quickly. Uh, it's home for me and always has been. So uh, me and Debbie, my wife, have, have uh, settled in here. My oldest son, Steven, who, uh, who works in advertising, he flew in about three or four weeks ago when things started getting really weird from the West Coast. He's based in San Francisco now uh, and works out there. So he's been doing his work from here, from home, and we're happy to have him. Uh, Jackson, my youngest, is set to graduate uh, May 15th in New York from college, but he was on spring break when all this went down, and so him and three of his friends have uh, have holed up uh, just outside of Columbia, South Carolina on beautiful Lake Murray, and they've got a, a friend's lake house that they're staying in. It's uh, well-equipped and appointed, so they they're having a month-long spring break, maybe longer. And uh, we're checking in with Jackson every day, and and he's doing well, and doing his schoolwork online, and and uh, finishing up what he needs to do to graduate. So um, he's here in spirit, and at some point he'll make his way to Memphis. But right now he's got it too good there in uh, South Carolina to move on. So
0: it <laughs> sounds to me like he's got a great deal going on in South Carolina. That's kind of funny. He really does. It's
1: it's the spring break that never ends for him. So uh, as a kid, <laughs> you love you love that concept. But Memphis is fine. We've got. Uh, right at 800 confirmed cases of COVID-19. And we've had, uh, about 20 deaths, uh, in the Memphis area. Uh, Memphis is a huge medical center, as you may well know. And with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital here, and then all of the other big hospitals, uh, it's become a a really, uh, powerful force in, in battling COVID-19. And there's a ton of, uh, a ton of work going on here uh, in the community on the medical side of things so it's not a bad place to be um we're hunkered down and, and uh, trying to make the best of it
0: pop quiz what is the day of the week today a lot of people can't tell me that
1: <laughs> today is thursday april the 11th and my fifth, and okay. reminded me to get up every 15 minutes and move around so uh, <laughs>
0: No, that's good you got an a on that one by the way that's great yeah. hey you were with you were with fedex uh, for some of the years as a director of advertising that that had to be a really um neat opportunity i'm curious do you stay connected to to that industry to that uh, business to see how they're doing because i would imagine that things are kind of weird uh from that perspective as well
1: yeah i i look back fondly on my time um there and and i you know once it's in your blood it stays in your blood so i, I do follow it uh they've certainly got some headwinds but but they're powering through and um uh, i spoke earlier about contingency plans and if ever there were an organization that, that has a backup to a backup plan that's one of them uh they'll they'll power through and come out better on the other end of all this and and uh you know i think all of us as individuals need to uh, stop and salute those folks that are, that are coming through for us during all this and delivering um, goods and services and products uh, as needed uh, in a time and age where not a lot of people want to do that. So, so uh, you know, the, the, those might be the real heroes out there these days or are, are folks that are, that are doing those jobs and, and coming through for all of us who can't. So uh, th- their systems are being tested, I'm sure, but they'll come through as they always do in, in proud fashion.
0: The American Advertising Federation was established in 1905, and a lot of things have gone on in our world uh, since then. But have wouldn't you say that this is probably at the top uh, of things that as uh, a disruptor in our industry and in our lives? I,
1: I would, because you know, you look outside; it's a beautiful day today. There, there's the physical infrastructure has not been tampered with. It seems like just another day, and yet you know, people are, are hesitant to. to Get within six feet of each other, and and certainly all the, all the rules have changed uh, with social distancing. But but from my perspective, um, and and we talked earlier about advertising hall of fame, which is the biggest night in advertising. That was that was scheduled to go on two weeks from now in New York, and and again physically wasn't possible to do that. We've had to push it back to October fifth, and it, it will still go on in New York. And we hope for better times then, but. That was the first time in 71 years of doing the Advertising Hall of Fame that we had to make a change in plans. So I, I think that gives you a, a benchmark for how serious this is. Uh, you know, the show must go on, except when it can't. <laughs> and in this case, we, we literally couldn't couldn't put on a show in New York with, you know, the living legends of advertising. This this is the biggest night in advertising because we use it to salute those folks who have had a stellar career. In advertising, we have a great slate of new nominees to that class, and we want it to be the special night that it should be for them and their families and their friends and their associates so we we had no choice but to move it to october and and again, we hope it'll be all better then but but in the in the long history of the a a f uh you know we we've never had to make as many changes as we've probably made in the last uh four weeks
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, this is part of history now. You will be part uh, in the books, uh, the history books, as uh, the, the you know, as the president and CEO of American Advertising Federation. And uh, what uh, what would you like uh, uh, to have said uh, at, at this time under your leadership?
1: Well, well, two things, really, uh, Ray. I first and foremost, I am a complete. <laughs> Uh, advertising geek. I, I love the business of advertising. I always have, I grew up with it and and it's been, you know, the common thread that's run through everything that I've ever done. Uh, I took to it like no other and, and just I'm consumed by it. I, I love everything about the business. Um, first and foremost, you know, it's the most creative and resourceful and smart people in the world that are doing this business and powering, uh, the commerce of business through, through advertising and effective promotion and marketing. And communications. Uh, so I've always been a student of it. I've always loved everything about the mechanics of how it how it's made, how it's done. Um, had the incredible pleasure and luxury of doing twelve Super Bowl commercials throughout my career, and and that's the highest stakes that you can ask for in in advertising. And learn something from each one of those executions. And uh, and and just you know, really and truly. Uh, focused on the business at hand, and, and what I do know about people that are in advertising and that are successful at it are that they are not they are not challenged by any conventional wisdom. <laughs> uh, you know, a little snap doesn't doesn't set them off, and and uh, they power through it and find very creative ways to to deal with everything that comes their way. So I, I'm mindful of that. I'm I'm sure that we're all going to pull through this in the right way because we're made of hardy stock and, and we've been through stuff tough stuff before. So, first and foremost, you know, uh, I love the business of advertising, and I'm here to to set it straight to talk about the good news parts of advertising and and all the great good news stories that come out of uh, of, of the business of advertising. That's the first and foremost one. The the second part of it is just adding a sense of humanity to the business. Um, in a time and day and age where there's artificial intelligence, there's programmatic advertising that you know. Good Lord. There's robots out there now, right? <laughs> so so advertising for me has always been a face-to-face human interaction business. And and I, I'm out to bring a little bit more of that back to the business. And, and at the core, we're all humans. We all react in, in human ways, uh, emotionally and rationally. And, and I want to be sure we add a layer of humanity back into in advertising and make sure that people feel a part of something bigger than they are. That's a big, big part of what AAF does. If you're a member of AAF, you are part of the group that that makes great stuff happen and that gets things done and that powers your community and, and the nation as a whole. So, when we pull out of all this, you know, the world's going to need advertising and they're going to need effective advertising, and and I'm convinced that the AAF members are going to be able to power that through. And I want to bring the humanity back to it. Is what I'd like to be known for.
0: Very good. That's a, that's wonderful. We, so, as a kid growing up, uh, lots of kids want to be an astronaut, a fireman whatever. Did you, uh, did you, uh, consider advertising at a young age or did this happen when you were in college or
1: what? No, I did. I just, I always wanted to, to make ads and, and to be, you know, <laughs> to be able to persuade people to do certain things. The psychology of it, it, it intrigues me quite a bit and intellectually, you know, I, I love that part of it, but there's an old super eight millimeter video of me at the kitchen table at seven or eight years old, taking, you know, taking the Sunday newspaper and, and, uh, and marking up ads and trying to trying to edit them to where I thought they'd be better, (laughs) which is not a normal activity for a kid, uh, eight or 10 years old, but somehow that, that gave me joy and I I wanted to figure out how to do it. So, um, I was always geared that way. I always studied the ads that I saw and tried to figure out exactly what made them uh, powerful in my mind's eye. And then I always took to how other people responded to the advertising that they saw. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a good guy to watch the Super Bowl with because I'm an ultimate critic and uh, I always want to try to make things better. And, and I see the nuances and the subtleties there. So it's, uh, you probably don't want to invite me to your Super Bowl party, is what I'm saying.
0: From a creative standpoint, and you probably know this, but Memphis was the home of the William B. Tanner Company, if you're into jingles or anything like that. And of course, you know, that was the jingle capital, that was where people made jingles and such. And then it moved a little bit to the west, to the Dallas Fort Worth area, where it is now. But a lot of great uh, a lot of great um uh, creativity and maybe that's part of your DNA maybe it's in the water there in Memphis that causes folks to uh specifically you to get so involved in advertising that's a good thing
1: it is a good thing it might it might be in the barbecue we have pretty good barbecue here too so it, it's a very soulful town memphis has has got <clears throat> all of that grit and grind and and just you know the realism of everything if you make your way to uh, Sun Studios, you know, you'll see, I have a friend that came in from Los Angeles and and he had a great line. He said, what I love about Memphis is that it's very authentic and it hasn't been Disney-fied. And what he meant is that it wasn't just a facade. It it wasn't just made up for Hollywood. It's it's exactly as it was back in the day. And it's got that authentic, gritty realism to it that that you can see the struggles that that have happened in this city and, and all the good that's come out of it. And you know, Memphis had a yellow fever epidemic way back in the 1800s that they survived and, and powered through. So I don't know that this is equivalent to the yellow fever epidemic, but but we will get through this and we will be better on the other side. And and what I do know about Memphians and folks from this area is that we're very resilient and, um, and you know, we'll power through.
0: If you go to AAF.org, you can find out more about uh, Admerica Adjusted and all of the other events that have been uh, rescheduled and or adjusted possibly to a virtual platform. Do not let that uh, stop you from being a participant in the American Advertising Federation. Uh, there are so so many levels and things that will benefit you on a on a local level, on a, a you know a district level, and a national level, of course. And you guys have, as, as I said, have been here since 05. Uh That that's a long time. But Steve, uh, s- stay well, uh, and and keep that uh, wonderfully positive attitude that you've got going for. AAF National, um, this is a great organization, and it sure is nice that you are in charge as president and chief executive officer. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time today.
1: Well, Ray, I, I love what you're doing with the with the podcast. Uh, my friends in D10, be well, stay smart, stay safe. Uh, we'll see you again face to face soon. I'm I'm assured of it, and uh, really appreciate the time this morning and being a part of this.
0: Thanks, Steve. Steve Pachiko, the president, CEO of the American Advertising Federation. Yeah, we're in good hands right now. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. Find out more at aaf10.org. That's aaf10.org. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And uh, we'll be there for you. Do this. You'll never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes will help us grow. Do not be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. Share it with your local clubs, your members, your friends, your relatives, if you like. Until next time, thanks for listening. This is Attention. Tension, copyright 2020. I'm Ray Shillins.